You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 19th of July 2020. This week, Paul hosts a book talk special and speaks to readers rather than writers. We hear from Laura, who talks about how reading has helped her empathise with villains. Robert tells us about the book he's reading on the history of vinyl records. And 10-year-old Amy tells us about her current favourites. 104.7 Rossendale Radio Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's Paul Jenkins here with The Waffle Hour. And as you know, every week what we do is we speak to authors, we speak to writers, we speak to people who write for websites, we've spoken to ghostwriters and playwrights and comedians and all sorts of different people. Uh, And during the course of that, we often forget that there's a product at the end of it. And the reason that there's a product at the end of it is because people have put all these words into the world. And who uses these words? Well, occasionally we talk to educators and teachers, but one of my favourite things to do uh, is talking to uh, the people that read the books uh, and so we're going to have our book talk phone in this week uh, we've never tried it this way before we've got three different people on the line uh, and uh, laura can you hear me first of all i can Paul. yes excellent where are you calling us from this afternoon laura um i'm just standing on king's parade in cambridge so it's very idyllic in cambridge so we're we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're covering the country today i'm i'm almost certain and uh, <laughs> and uh, and you say you, you say you're outside in cambridge Yes, outside. Um, had some ice creams just before, so it's still quite warm. Oh, I'm getting exceptionally yeah. jealous here. The weather's just <laughs> turning here. The grey clouds are starting to come in. and That's oh. that's what the weather's generally like up here in Rossendale. Um, and uh, we're, we're talking books this afternoon. And uh, and now you've, we've, we know each other from working with Empathy Lab. Uh, and, and you've got a particular specialism in, in talking about empathy and, and the characters in books, haven't mm. you? Mm, that's right yes when i when i first um got involved in empathy lab i was doing um, a master's on children's literature and empathy um i was always really interested in children's emotional intelligence and i guess i hadn't really fully appreciated the extent to which books really support that um, and so that was a really exciting time doing that masters and um, I ended up focusing on difficult empathy um, there's so many um, amazing books on the read for empathy book list like for example a really important area for me is um, uh, young people and children understanding their sexuality and um, inclusion and um, acceptance of uh, all different types of um, relationships and so um, All those kind of really great social issues that you can access through books um, are available. But what I found really interesting was enemy, uh, like kind of empathy with the enemy or empathy with the body. Yeah, trying Uh, trying to understand what makes them tick as well as the the people that we're rooting for. Exactly. Yeah. And and so, I mean, are there any particular examples where you've 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 sort of come across characters where you think we shouldn't really, or we kind of our instinct is to not empathise with them, but actually we want to kind of get to grips with them a little bit. Yeah, so I think um, a, a really interesting figure that I looked at in my masters was kind of the monster, so like um, the murderer actually, so kind of that character um, who's, uh, well, the book I, I looked at was called Tenderness by Robert Cormier and the main character is um, a psychopath, he's um, done some awful things and yet you can't help um, but to feel for and with that character and like start to understand some of his thought processes and um, start to get really involved in the plot and really emotional about, about the whole plot. Um, and yet it's really, really important that that's not conflated with easily forgiving that perpetrator. So it's yeah. like that really delicate balance. 
and there's a really interesting one see the books books that spring to mind like that are i'm currently reading i'm currently reading lolita by nabokov which is a horrible book about a horrible person uh but but he's but he's the central character and he's quite amiable he talks he he talks throughout the book and he's he's really quite jovial and you think i can't start to feel sympathy for this guy i've got to i've got to hold myself back all the time um that's right yeah yeah uh, yeah if empathy is all about seeing the human then what happens when that um human is a perpetrator and if they're human and not a monster what does that mean and yet to still take their crime really seriously and that monstrous behavior very seriously so yeah it's a really interesting balance particularly as well when you're not an adult reader like me reading it but actually if you've got a class of teenagers reading that book uh how do you make sure that they both empathize and don't forgive at the same time or or at least have a measured forgiveness i suppose it's really great yeah. as well if you are working with a class you can you can mm. kind of say to them okay so you know that what's motivating these characters is that motivating anything that that, that you've seen and then they can make that kind of relationship between what they've read in the books and what they've they've experienced in their own lives isn't it yeah that's really true and i think that key role of the um, educator is like really important as well um if faced with problematic texts like this having that space for discussion afterwards as well is like a really important part of the empathy so not just reading for empathy but like talking after that reading as well um so educators are invaluable in that you did, i was going to say you did mention yeah. when we were we were t- talking about this before we came on air about cloud busting the mallory blackman book uh, yes, being a good yeah. example of something that could be a discussion point do you, do you want to tell everyone about that book a little bit yeah you know i'd heard so many great things about that and i'd never read it and so um so just yesterday actually i bought it and read it all in one go um <laughs> what i really i mean i think that's another example actually um in this in this book cloud busting by mallory blackman um one of the characters um has a nut allergy and and the kind of um his friend doesn't really want to admit that he's his best friend but actually tells the sort of class bully that about this nut allergy and then the um character has this awful reaction uh, to it and anyway you kind of what i found was interesting was it sort of fit with that theme like this baddie who's given him the nut on purpose oh. may, like maybe not realizing what he's doing mm. you kind of understand his perspective and how this happened and that actually you know it's a really monstrous thing that when you think of it but actually was he a monster or actually were, were there reasons behind it were there misconceptions um, not realizing the full story all this kind of stuff so i think that's really important um when i was teaching for a short while uh, children would have conflicts and um yeah it was it was always really important like empathy and all of that and making sure that you understood why that other person harmed you hurt you because actually what was going on from their perspective um that could be understood so yeah I think I think yeah. what you've you've hit upon here is it's really important for us to to, to look at all the characters in a book and and kind of that perspective yeah. taking, not just immediately go to the heroes and follow the heroes, but also ask the questions mm. about those those people that are, you know, what mm. is it, maybe that's what makes a really good villain as well is is us when we get to 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 really find out why that that person is behaving the way that they do. Yes, yeah, and indeed realizing that we're also capable of not so savoury behaviour sometimes too in thought. So, and that that's a very human thing. None of us yeah. are perfect, yeah. especially here at no. Rossendale Radio. <laughs> we're getting there uh we've uh, we're coming up to a music break now and you've uh, you've yeah. chosen an absolutely cracking tune it's taken me back to college this is where oh. there's a bit of sweet symphony is uh yeah. the is is one of those those tunes that that just absolutely takes me back i think it was about 97 ish uh, what, what was it that sort of uh, drew you to this particular song it takes me back to college too because when i was um at uni i did my uh, thesis about um the child narrator and the book i looked at um which is a brilliant read for empathy for adults is room uh, by emma uh, o'donoghue um and in that book uh, this 
this song features and honestly when I was finishing that thesis the amount of times in Bars in Durham I'd hear this song play I think it was like a strange sign so I was nearing the end of it so um, I really like it I associate it with that end of university and kind of it is a bit of sweet symphony life and I think that literature should reflect that as well especially children's literature and teenage literature Oh, Laura thanks so much for joining us this afternoon Uh, we're going to play the verb for you now Uh, take care and uh, enjoy the rest of the good weather in Cambridge Okay, thanks very much Paul here's the verb Playing more of the songs you like. This is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's Paul Jenkins here with the weekend wind down and we are in the middle of our book talk phone-in. Uh, just had a conversation with Laura, who's down in Cambridge, and we talked about the, the sort of empathising with villains a little bit. Um, but we're going to go uh, to somebody far more important now. Uh, this is possibly the most important guest I've ever had on the show. Are you there, Amy? Yes, hello. Yes, hello. Amy is there. Now, if you've if you've never come across Amy before, she's a tour de force. She's an amazing person. Uh, and she's also the youngest person we've ever had on the show. Amy, do you want to tell the people of Rossendale how old you are? Um, nine. You're nine. And I, I see, I thought you were going to go with nearly ten. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what you was going to say, because you are nearly ten. How, how is it I possibly know when your birthday is? <laughs> I don't know. How could it possibly be? Do we know each other? <laughs> Yes. We do know each other quite well. Do you want to tell the people at home how we know each other? Um, he's my uncle. Yeah, I, you are my niece. I am your uncle indeed. And so I, I thought, who better to talk to about books than somebody who I know reads books all the time? You, mm-hmm. You've got loads of books, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell people what, what, what's one of the books you've been reading at the moment? Um, well, I've been reading the Wizard of Once series. All right. And... Um, Wizard by of Once. That, that's by Cressida Cowell, isn't it? Yes. Brilliant. What's uh, what's uh, what's the Wizards of Once about? Well, it's about two children brought up as enemies when and um, one of them, uh, the warrior, mm-hmm. um, was born with a magic eye. <gasps> um, so they were um, the two children became friends, even though they were brought up as enemies. So they were they were brought up as enemies. So at the beginning of the book, do they sort of start battling each other as wizards? Yeah. <gasps> so that must that must be pretty cool to read about. Mm. They wasn't really battling, but they were like kind of. Um, do they just not like each other very much? Is yeah. There like lots of they really didn't really like each other. So uh, so how does it? I mean, obviously we don't want to spoil the story because I want to go and read this book now. It sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, but uh, what, what what sort of things happen in the story? Well. Um, it speaks about it's quite a, like a magical story so yeah. um it has witches involved as well which try and steal the magic from them and they, so they they steal they they can actually steal magic from each other yeah well they steal magic from um the chi- they try and steal the powerful magic from their children because oh. The girl has the most powerful magic. Oh, shit. There's there's one girl that's got really, really powerful magic. Is this by any yeah. chance, is this the girl that you dressed up as on World Book Day? Yeah. Oh, what's her name? Wish. She's called Wish. Oh, that's a brilliant yes. name. I wonder if... I, do you reckon I could change my name to Wish? <laughs> Shall I be Wish Jenkins from now on? <laughs> is that that's just a ridiculous thing uh, is it do you, do you really like magical stories is that is, is that a nice thing to have yeah have, have, you got, have you got any other sort of um uh sort of stories that you might think of that you think oh actually this has got really good magic in it 
um, Harry Potter and also the His Dark Materials series. Oh, that's, is that Philip Pullman? As, as, uh, uh, that's right. I remember hearing about that. I've not read. Um, I, I've not read those. I've, I've seen the Harry Potter films. I've not read the books very much, though. Have, have you read all of the Harry Potter books? Yes, I've read all of them and watched the films quite a lot. Uh, and all of the films as well. And that must, I bet that must take up quite a lot of space on your bookshelf. Because yeah, there's they're re- a lot of space. <laughs> How many books do you reckon you've got? Uh, well, probably a hundred. A <laughs> hundred books. That's that, that 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 must be like that. They must be straining the floorboards. They're that heavy. <laughs> And I've got loads in the cupboard as well, so... And loads in the cupboard as well. Definitely, well, probably a hundred. It could be, it could be because some, uh, someone keeps buying your books for Christmas. I don't know who it could possibly be. Um, do, do, do you think it's really important for kids to do lots of reading? Yeah. Do, do, I think it's really, really important. Why, why is it... Why is, why is, it, is it just because it's fun or because... What, what, what does it help you to do? Well, it helps you to use your imagination and... Um, to think what life could be like if we actually had magic or for instance if it was a superhero book if we could have powers and like save the world it's just i think it's great to um use your imagination and also it'll help learn new words and things oh well i was gonna say because the the more we read I'm, i was reading a book at the moment and there's loads of words in it i'm, I'm 42 which is ancient <laughs> right and uh, there's loads of words in it that i don't understand i've had to keep going and looking up the words but it's helping me build up all the words that that i know um and of course that must be brilliant for you because you you're still at school you're learning all the time you're about to go into <laughs> is it oh what, what year group are you in now so you're you're nine nearly ten so what um, you're going to be in year five soon year six oh my goodness how did you ever get to year six that seems to have gone by in a flash has has it been have you missed everyone during the lockdown yeah a lot but i'm going to i've seen a few of my friends just a few of them yeah because we can see sort of people in these little bubbles can't we yeah did you meet them in the park um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's been really nice seeing people sort of catching up. Um, it's been so nice to talk to you, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we've got your music choice. Uh, do you want to tell us which song you chose? Just got paid. Just got paid. Well, I know you haven't just got paid. You're only nine. <laughs> How have you just? <laughs> What's why have you chosen this song? Well, it's one of my favourite songs, um, and I find it's really like upbeat. So I just yeah some songs you just you just like because they're really nice and they kind of they make you want to dance don't they yeah i well to be honest i listened to this song for the first time today and i ended up dancing around my living room so thank you very much for your music recommendation as well you're welcome right well you take care i will be speaking to you very very soon because your birthday is imminent don't worry i will not forget to send you a card this year Uh, (laughs) thank you very much this is sigala and many others with just got paid the frequency 104.7 the area rossendale valley the station rossendale radio welcome back to the weekend wind down it's the final part of our book talk this afternoon and on the line i should have robert cooley are you there sir I am indeed, Paul. You are indeed. There was a, you left just enough of a gap there for me to get panicked. Well done. Uh, and uh, now I, I called you sir uh, because uh, you, you're in that uh, that wonderful branch of people that we call teachers. Is that right? I am indeed. Yes. Uh, and do you, do you want to tell us where you teach and who you teach? I yes, I teach um, Old Hall Primary School in Berry, and I teach the Year Two class. Um, so the uh, six 
into seven-year-olds. Sixes into sevens, which is a, a great age to have because they're, they're, they're still full of smiles, but they'd still need quite a bit of guidance at that at that stage, yeah, I think. Yeah, they're, they're an app. They're an absolutely fantastic year group to, to have. Yes, definitely. And of course, it's weird, but you, you're in the holidays at the moment, which is uh, I, I, I completely lost track. I do a, a show on a Thursday evening where we've been talking about the lockdown in particular. And we only suddenly realised when we were putting the show together on Thursday night that it was the last week of term and we didn't even notice anymore. School's out for summer, um, having already been out for the last four months. That's the one. It's a, yeah, it's a very, very strange time. Uh, now, now we've, we're not talking children's books today because you're in the holidays. That's the good thing about it. Usually when I'm talking to teachers, I'm going, give me some recommendations for your classroom. You're on a break right now. So you're talking about adult no, books, absolutely. which is wonderful. Um, and uh, what was your book recommendation that you suggested to us? Um, the book is called A Fabulous Creation. The subtitle is How the LP Saved Our Lives, mm. and it's by David Hepworth. How the LP Saved Our Lives. That's quite a grand claim, isn't it? But uh, but actually, it when you... Def- th- when you think about it it's uh, for, for people that know about vinyl and we're, we're experiencing it at the time it really did make a massive difference to, to our culture didn't it yeah and that's that's the um whole basis of the book um but more so um when you think that we have um pop stars rock stars who are in their seventh decade some of them making music um the the, the book is based on the fact that really the um, the golden era of the LP record is simply 15 years out of those seven decades um, and for those of us who lived through um, at least part or all of those 15 years the LP was um, an amazing um, creation a fabulous creation indeed mm. um, and one that gave a great deal of pleasure but was probably culturally far more significant than just the music that was on the on the on the groove so what sort of time period are we talking about does it cover in the book um, the book starts um, with um, the release of um, Sergeant Pepper in right. um, uh, 1967 and goes through to the um, uh, release of Thriller in 1982. And uh, David Hetworth's um, assumption is that uh, um, in 1982, the music industry um, changed fundamentally for a lot of reasons. Um, but um, one of the main reasons um, um, was that Thriller um, was an LP that was created more by marketing and um, the finance people behind the scenes than it was necessarily um, pure artistic endeavour on the behalf of the artist and it's that so i suppose it's it's partly uh, history and serendipity and coincidence that that actually that's from that sort of early, that mid 80s time is when the cd started to come in as well and so we, we started to get that shift of how people consumed music didn't we well, actually, I'd say it was even before that. Um, mm. The uh, invention of the Walkman um, obviously drove a massive um, shift in music over to um, uh, cassettes. And obviously, um, once people could have music um, on the move, be it in their car, on a Walkman-type device, um, then obviously that hastened the uh, demise of the LP. And then, as you say, the CD came along not long afterwards um, with all the claims of um, superior quality of sound, um, the durability, etc. And that really was the final death, um, the final nail in the in the coffin of LPs. Do, do you have, from, from reading the book, has it, has it triggered you, your own memories of, it, I was there and I remember this and there's a particular moment? Has it, has it, has it, have you had some sort of key moments 
later in the book where it's yeah i mean it, it, it's a it's a really interesting um, um book from the point of view that um um the early part of the book um is um before um that my record buying life began um that certainly the second um, um half or so of the book um is um oh yes i remember that and oh i owned that um that comes to mind quite frequently but funny, funny enough probably some of my uh, the, the the chapters that appeal to me more is um, the very early years um, when um, NLP um, was a, a very um, significant financial commitment to those who bought it. Yeah. Um, and as such, it was interesting just to read of a um, of a, an artist that. I'd got a vague knowledge of, um, and dare I say it, um, in a book that uh, is about LPs, um, having a quick, um, a quick flick on uh, Spotify and having a listen to some <laughs> of the artists um, that I'd never heard of. It's uh, it's funny you should say about the the, the investment because I I mean I'm I, I, I'm past the when the when this golden era was uh, my my LP buying started in the sort of mid 80s around around about 85 86 um but i i do remember so you know t- saving my cash and saving for weeks so i could go and buy now 13 because it was a more expensive yeah. it was a double album it was a compilation uh, and it was uh, but it was it, there were, when i got it i treasured it and i read that thing from cover to cover because we had the sleeves and you know th- there was it was just far more like you say investment in in the in the process of consuming music Absolutely, and the, uh, you, the fact that you mentioned the sleeves as well, um, I don't think um, in subsequent formats, and obviously not in terms of downloading and streaming now, I don't think ever, anything has quite replaced the 12-inch um, um, picture um, um, the iconic artwork of so many of the albums that um, live long in the memory um, it's you know when it got to smaller formats the, the cassette the CD I don't think it was quite as in your face as the um, as the LP cover ever was and then obviously you've got the double out al- for uh, double albums the gatefold sleeves etc um, you know where um, I think uh, creative license really ran um, wild in some instances with regard to album covers so that's a fabulous creation how the lp say was it saved our lives how the lp saved our lives by david hepworth by david hepworth right well i'll, I'll certainly go and uh, take a copy of that and, uh, and and have a look through it um and now from that i think uh, i think there was only one well there's obviously a, a massive array of music you could have chosen i'm assuming this features somewhere in the book uh, you've chosen a bit of fleetwood mac for us yeah, absolutely. One of the great things about the book, it actually, um, when it, um, it spends time talking about an album, it doesn't necessarily focus on the obvious. So it, it does obviously include rumours, but it talks a lot more in the book about the follow-up Tusk and how um, that represented um, in many ways um, the... the, the extent of excess um, both in terms of um, the money that was being spent on albums by the late 70s and the excess in terms of what the artists were consuming while they were making them um, and that again was something that caused um, um, the issues further on down the line um, but uh, Tusk was the album by Fleetwood Mac and Tusk is the title track and that I'd like you to play for me. And that's exactly what we've que- got queued up for you so thank you very much Robert for uh, for joining us on our book talk this week and uh, enjoy the rest of the summer holidays thank you very much indeed speak to you soon bye-bye 104.7 rossendale radio
And so we come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks go to all of my guests this week. Usually I'm saying just the one guest, but this week uh, I had three of them. Thank you to Laura Scott uh, for your insights into good empathy books, uh, especially about empathising with villains, which was a fascinating angle to take. Uh, and also to Robert Cooley uh, for talking about that amazing book. Uh, and I'll be uh, digging through my vinyl record collection, I think, this evening uh, after, after speaking to Rob. Uh, but I think possibly the biggest well done needs to go to my youngest ever guest uh, to Amy who came on the show uh, 10 years almost 10 years old uh, she'll be 10 in just a few days time uh, talking so well about books uh, and about her love of uh, the new Cressida Cowell books uh, and about getting dressed up for World Book Day and all sorts of things it was absolutely brilliant to talk to you I do recommend uh, book talk to anybody if you have re- if you're reading a book have a chat to the person nearest to you about it have a talk about the characters the plot the story find out if they've read it maybe recommend it to somebody else it's uh, it's a brilliant thing to do my thanks as ever go to melanie kemp for her work on waffle the bite size podcast on producing and editing the show and of course to our friends at rossendale radio for allowing us to broadcast in the first place i will see you all very soon